Before I was working with entrepreneurs, I worked in PR and marketing for fashion and pop culture. You know, I was never trained in PR. I was actually just thrown into it. It was literally, hey, we need to get these clothes out there. You know, let me start calling some people. You know, PR doesn't have to be all about who you know, although I will take an intro any day. And you don't have to have written a book or be on a TED Talk to get press. You know, those things do help with your confidence and your confidence level, but you can start pitching your business to media at any point. My guest today is Christina Nicholson, a mother of three, TV host and business owner who started her PR agency, Media Maven, after working as a TV anchor and reporter for more than 10 years. She saw the inside of things. She got a lot of pitches. In four years, she grew her business, Media Maven, to a million-dollar business with a remote team, all with an infant and a few toddlers at home. Christina is also the host of Become a Media Maven podcast and the founder of Podcast Clout, a podcast database that makes it easier for PR professionals to build a podcast list. I love what we are talking about today here on the podcast. Christina makes PR totally accessible and something that we should all be doing for ourselves. Seriously, just like anything else worthwhile in our businesses, take a few hours a week to research and send out pitches. You've got to do the work, but the rewards can really help you move your business forward with sales and exposure. Today, the long game is... Getting Featured in the Media with Christina Nicholson. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, You have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long-game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Long Game Podcast. Today, we are talking about a topic near and dear to my heart, and one that I am working with my clients a little bit more and pushing them to do more, public relations or PR. You know, listeners of the show will know that we've been talking about crafting your signature talk and prepping you to pitch yourself on podcasts. You know, important things to be comfortable with, you know, it's an amazing way to get yourself out there in front of other people's audiences. But podcast pitching is just one part of PR. And today I'm joined by Christina Nicholson, founder of the PR agency Media Maven. And we're going to talk about all types of PR so that you can leverage some of her wisdom to get yourself out in the media more. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Sandra. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. You know, I do have a background in PR and I love to be able to like dish a little bit about my past, so to speak. So I'm so excited. So let's dive right in. I want to talk about this distinction. You know, one of your sayings is advertising is saying you're good. PR is getting someone else to say you're good. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, well, 
you really have to just think about how you behave as a consumer. When you see an advertisement, it's like, okay, that person is paying to be there. That person is paying somebody to say this. So you don't have any credibility or authority. But when somebody else says you're good without them being paid to say it, it's like a third-party endorsement. It's like a word-of-mouth referral. And we all know like that's the best kind of compliment to get is when somebody refers you to somebody else. So that's what earning media exposure is. It's somebody who is already known, liked, and trusted saying, hey, come and talk to my audience. Then you're just going to be automatically known, liked, and trusted. Awesome. And you know, that really goes to speak to the power of PR placements. I mean, you know, this is something we all know, right? You you see something, you see something on the Today Show and you're like, wow, that's impressive. Or it really does drive traffic. So, you know, let's talk about like, what is the power of PR placements? What can they really do for entrepreneurs? Like, how can they help elevate what we're doing right now? Well, first, I just want to bust a myth for your listeners, because I'm sure there's a lot of people right now making excuses, saying, <laughs> oh, I'm not big enough. I'm not making enough money. And really, you need PR to get big. You need PR to make money. You need exposure because people can't do business with you if they don't know about you. And you 100%. being a guest on a podcast, you contributing an article online, you getting a segment on your local news. That is letting people know who you are and what you do. And that is how you grow. That is how you make money. That is how you build a team and everything else that follows. So it's so big because it's the best way to reach the most amount of people and it doesn't cost you anything. And it's never too early to start, correct? Correct. I always, because again, people always make excuses on why they're not ready. and. Right. I always say, well, are you ready for a client? Are you ready for a customer? If the answer is yes, then you need to be putting yourself out there. There are a lot of people who are terrible at what they do, but they put themselves out there and they earn exposure and they have big businesses. And I look at, like, I see them and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is a nightmare. They're terrible, but they're successful because they're putting themselves out there. It may be all bullshit, but the people watching or reading or listening don't know any better. So like if that terrible person, if you look at your competitors and you're seeing them in all of these places, like it's time for you to step up your game and steal the sight from them. Love it. Totally. And, you know, in my experience with PR, either there's really two elements. There's the contact and the relationship and the pitch. And so, you know, some of this is relationship based, right? Like you get in a certain circle and this person introduces you. So, you know, you've got to have both the contact and the pitch to land PR. So let's talk a little bit about how to create that media list. Like how do, you know, what should business owners today, like what do you recommend for them to do to start? Like how, how do they go out there and take that first step? Yeah, so I mean, obviously knowing people and having good relationships help. But that doesn't mean you're automatically going to get coverage. I mean, like I know a lot of people, I I worked as a TV anchor and reporter for 10 years. I know people who work in local markets and national TV. And just because I know them, that doesn't mean I can get you whatever coverage you want. But it does help because it does set you apart from the hundreds of other people or things in their inbox. 
You know what I mean? Like I know I've gotten clients coverage by sending a Facebook message to a friend. So that's how it sets you apart. However, you don't need relationships to get big time coverage. You just need to have a good story. You need to make sure you're hitting the right person at the right time. And when it comes to building a, a media list, I like a spreadsheet. I mean, I honestly, you can have different tabs in your spreadsheet. So for example, something I do when I pitch myself, it's like, okay, I can talk about marketing. So I have a marketing spreadsheet of these are the the podcasts that I want to be on. One column has the host name. The other column has the contact information. I created software called Podcast Clout that does this for you. But mm-hmm. this is kind of like an, an overview. So I have the marketing tab. And then maybe I'll have a parenting tab because I'll want to talk about how I do this as a mom of three kids from home. And I'll pitch that angle. And then maybe I'll have an entrepreneurial tab and it'll be entrepreneurial podcast to talk about how I built my business from being a solopreneur to having a team. So you want to have like different tabs in your spreadsheet for the different angles that you're going to be pitching. But when it comes to podcasts specifically, and I know your audience, you have a lot of coaches, a lot of service providers, your bread and butter is going to be your expertise. So you're always mm-hmm. going to be promoting your expertise. You you never want to lead with promoting a service, just like people never should leave, lead with a product if they have a product. You want to totally. lead with your expertise and you want to be as specific as you can. I know I'm, I'm kind of, go- we'll talk about that later. I'm kind of going off on a tangent now, <laughs> but with your media list, I like a spreadsheet I also really like um, not just emails, but you want to put their social media information because we're Mm -hmm. more likely to pay attention to a notification on Twitter than we are an email from a stranger in our inbox. So I really get your name kind of familiar with them, right? If you're commenting on their story. Oh, who's Sandra? Oh, I keep seeing her name. Now her name is in my inbox and it's familiar. I'll open that more. Exactly. It's so much easier to like get on people's radar if you're active on Twitter with them or Instagram, whatever their platform of choice is. So I definitely suggest doing that, like make that part of your media list build. And you really just want to go one by one. Like I suggest blocking off two hours a week and just do your research. Like who is writing about my industry and mm-hmm. who is the most active on the podcast platform with with either their show or they're a guest on other shows. Like these are the people that I need to reach out to. And then when you build your email list or your media list, you honestly shouldn't just like pitch them the first time you reach out, like start following them on social media and comment on their posts. And then when you go do reach out, it doesn't look like as big of an ask as it would have if you just would have like pitched them right out the gate. So think of this media list as like, these are my my relationship building goals. And then down the road, you can pitch them. And I also think that, you know, you don't have to have a relationship, you can build one, but you also have to know what they're talking about, know their content and piece. So, you know, Back in my day when I worked in fashion, I worked with a lot of streetwear type of things and I pitched Vogue. I didn't know anybody there, but I got an editor who paid attention, saw what was happening, came to my showroom, 
And I curated, I didn't make her go through the whole entire collection. I said, here are the seven pieces that you should look at. And she appreciated that because I valued her time. I knew what her, her specialty was. And we got in vogue. Like we got on a page there with a brand that people didn't know about. And so it's just the organic piece of digging in and knowing your audience in that way, a different way than your general audience, your PR audience you need to know. And you made it easy for her. That's like the biggest thing. So many people, they want this exposure and so many feel like they're like entitled to it. Like, well, Mm -hmm. you have a podcast. It's your job to give me exposure. You have to interview people. Well, no, not, not necessarily. So the easier you can make it, for the person you're reaching out to, the more likely you are to get coverage. And not only that, but you also have to tell them like, listen, I would love to share this on my social media with my email list. Like, I think it's so rude and it's so common. I don't know how you feel, Sandra, but I know with my podcast, it is so rare for people to share the episode that they're on with their audience. They're on my podcast and then they're just like, hey, thanks, bye. And then I never hear from them again. I never, and I always send them an email the day it publishes. Like, here's the link. Here are some some images for social media. They never share it. They never tag me to show me they're sharing it. And I think it's so insulting, honestly, because it's like, I am giving you 30 minutes to talk all about you and what you do. And you're not even gonna share the episode with your audience. Like, it's so rude. And- it's stupid on their part because that's PR for them. Like almost every inbound client that I get, it's because they see me sharing the media I'm in. I wrote for Inc. Magazine for two years. I never got a client who said, hey, I saw this article you wrote in Inc. Magazine. Let's talk. I got my clients because I shared the article on LinkedIn. And then somebody would say, oh, hey, you write for Inc. Magazine. How can you get me an Inc. Magazine? Let's talk. So many right, people, right. like it's just, You have to do PR on your PR. And that's, it's a big mistake that people make when they don't. And it's more common than you would think. That is such a quotable. You have to do PR on your PR. (laughs) (laughs) And let's talk about now, you know, you've already gone into it a little bit, but when it comes to pitching, you know, once you've got your media list and you're starting to send things out, I mean, so there's a few questions I have here. Number one is, you know, you said, let's go follow up with people via email or connect with people via email? Like, what are some subject lines that get your email opened? And then I'm going to put two questions together for you. You know, how can you come up with an idea for a pitch that doesn't make you sound overly promotional? Mm. You know, we just talked about like, you don't lead with your product or your service. So like, how can my viewers think about crafting something that leads with their expertise, even though it kind of relates to their service. So it crosses over so much. Okay, great question. Loaded question. So let's, yeah, let's go. So with the subject line, I'll tell you what not to do. Do not write press release in the subject line because you will just get automatically deleted. I know working in TV news, like I think press releases worked back in the day. They don't work anymore because they're long and they're boring and they're overly promotional. So just get straight to the point. You want to obviously short and catchy. I know that's cliche. Everybody says that. But like you have to think like, why should people care? So for example, if it's local news, 
Make sure you have a local element in the subject line. I do freelance reporting for a nonprofit on the island of Palm Beach, and I'm in a database to get pitches. Clearly says in my bio, I only cover things happening on the island of Palm Beach. These PR agencies, they don't freaking listen. They just, they're pitching a thousand people at one time and people are pay them lots of money to do this. It's like so sad. Totally. <laughs> but I can tell by the subject line, this has nothing to do with Palm Beach. So you just want to mm-hmm. make sure that when somebody reads it, it's like, oh, this is relevant to me. This is relevant to what I do. This is, whether it's location, whether it's topic, whether it's something timely. So you just want to make sure that's in the subject line or you're just, it's not even going to be open because there's hundreds of other things in that inbox. When it comes to the pitch, especially for podcasts, you want to be as specific as possible. I get Mm -hmm. pitched by people who want to be a guest on my podcast. And it's like, let me tell you how I went from zero to 500,000 in one year by marketing. Well, what the hell is marketing? There's a million things under the marketing umbrella. I don't even know what you're going to talk about. Or they'll give me bullet points, which right. you should. If you're pitching you know, a podcast, you shouldn't include talking points. But it's like they're the most general talking points. Mm-hmm. It's like we've all heard this shit before. So instead, if you're marketing, instead tell me you increased traffic to your website by 300% by using ads on Pinterest. Now that's a pitch I've never gotten before. Like you wanna make the person reading the pitch say, oh, I've never had this pitch before. Or if my audience is coaches and service providers, then tell me how you can build an email list for coaches without spending money on ads. Like try to be as specific as possible Because then I know what I'm going to get out of it. I know what the tangible outcomes are. So you want to be as specific as possible. Again, you want to make sure it's relevant to the area. You want to make sure it's relevant to the topic. And then you want to try to make it as personal as possible. So I can give you an example. When I first got on Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income, I've been on a few times. The first time I was on, had no relationship with him, didn't know him. And I heard him say somewhere that he gets like 400 email pitches a day and nobody sends him a video pitch, but he would love to get a video pitch. So I said, okay, I'm going to make him a video pitch. So when I pitched him, I sent him, you know, I hyperlinked a video that I made private and put on YouTube. But I said, hey, I heard you say that you get tons of email pitches, but no video pitches. So here's a video pitch of me asking to be on your podcast. It was super short. It was like literally two sentences long, but It stood out. Well, first of all, I followed up because I saw that nobody watched the video. So I followed up. Right. You can actually. Because you can see how many views it has. Yeah. So when I followed up, I was like, hey, you haven't watched this yet. It only has one view. And that was me making sure it worked. So watch it. You know, like that was my follow up. (laughs) But. I'm on it. I'm on it. (laughs) But I said, I know you want more video pitches. So that sets me apart from everybody else who's pitching him. Because honest to God, you would be shocked at how many PR agencies and publicists will pitch the exact same thing to 1,000 people at the exact same time. Like they're all BCC'd. So when you can say something that makes it personal, that makes it like, oh, this person does know me. They are paying attention or whatever. That'll also make you stand out a lot. And, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about with knowing your audience of your pitch, you know, the PR outlet that you're pitching, because you do have to make it personal. And it takes extra work. Like, 
you do have to send them a specific email with a couple lines to start that said, hey, I listened to this episode. That really got me. It was good. And, you know, this is why I think I fit in. Boom. Type of thing. But you need to do a little work on our part as people pitching for things. You can't just BCC. You know, they're so obvious when they are, when you get a blanket request. And I know it's easy and it's quick, but nothing easy and quick works. You have to take your time and be strategic. And I know like people don't want to do it, but like, it's just how it works. (laughs) Totally. And it's also about relationship building. And that's something that we talk about as well here. Like you're, you're not just using this person to get something like this is a relationship you're building like you want to know what they're covering the more that you connect with them they might know who you are and even if they're not taking your pitch that time they're filing it away saying hey i need a comment on this and oh that person sent me a pitch uh, you know a while ago and they'd be perfect for this like you know exactly in journalism people file things away as sources for themselves to go back to later so you know it is about relationship building and really connecting uh, when you're putting yourself out there that's actually how i got a client on the rachel ray show we sent them a pitch for (laughs) something and they like put it on the back shelf whatever and the producer saw it in another outlet and it was like an outlet that wasn't big and fancy honest to god the client wasn't impressed by the the media hit but a producer from the rachel ray show saw it and they're like oh yeah i was pitched about this let's include it in this segment we have coming up so yeah i mean it's like this stuff happens in so many different ways it's sometimes it's not from the pitch you send and you get a reply the next day I got a client on the Today Show, same way. We were pitched, they were in the Washington Post. They were local TV in Washington, D.C. And somebody from the Today Show saw it. And they were like, we want to do a story on this. And that's how it starts to snowball. And then eventually, especially with service providers and experts, eventually, you do this right for a couple years, you don't need to pitch yourself anymore because people start coming to you. Because when they search your expertise or even when they search your name, the first few pages of Google, it's all media hits. So they're like, okay, clearly this person's legit. Clearly this person has credibility. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, right. you just got to bust right. your ass and comes up Washington Post and Today yeah. Show. Like those are legitimate news outlets and sources. That's going to be doing the work for you. And people will come to find you from there. Exactly. Such a good point. And, you know, we touched on social media and following that. Like, I just want to go into like, Do you ever pitch on social media? I mean, I know we comment. So tell us a little bit, like, how would that go down? Because, you know, we're all afraid of being like, you know, selling in the DMs. Like there's so much of creeperism going going on in there. (laughs) But like, how does that look in a social media pitch? First of all, I love the word creeperism. Gonna use that in (laughs) a sentence today. So I do this in a couple of ways. So one way I'll just like pitch them. Hey, I saw you just did a story on this. If you want to do a follow-up, I can set you up with so-and-so who can talk about whatever. You do it like that where it's like, I don't know if you would call that a soft sell, but it's really like, hey, let me help you do your job. I'll give you everything you need, honestly. So that's one way to do it. Another way I did it uh, for, I actually did it for Amy Porterfield. I got her booked on CNN. It was her first TV segment. And I pitched a producer a booker and the anchor. So I pitched those three people and I tweeted them right after I pitched them because I know their inboxes are full. So I tweeted them like, hey, just sent you an email 
about XYZ. Let me know if you're interested, something like that. Because then they'll be like, oh, I am interested. Let me search for that email. So you can either pitch in a way where it's like, hey, saw this. You might be interested in this. Let me know. Or heads up, I sent you an email about something you might be interested in. So smart. My dog is lapping over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> lapping? What does that mean? Lapping. She's now, right. I'm like, okay, dog. <laughs> the, the joys of the home office, right? But, um, I love the home office. I'm a fan of it too. I'm a fan of it too. Uh, I had it way before COVID and then my family invaded me. Same. Uh, and Same. I was, I was doing finally get them all closet. out and be like, I'm back to my solace here. <laughs> <laughs> when my family was home, I was doing podcasts in the closet. Oh, completely. Well, that's why I didn't really do video for the first hundred episodes because there was so much. <laughs> my kids didn't even go back to school till, you know, the following September. So yeah, they were home for a year, a mine year were and two. a half, right? The whole time. And I was like, ah, so is somebody stopping around here? The joy. So I'm finally ready to take it to the next piece. So I love that though, that you can pitch on social media and, you know, that whole piece of following up in another area or using social media to follow up, that's a really good tip too, because it's just a way of highlighting, hey, ding, 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 I'm doing a little something extra. And I am that extra person who isn't just blanketing it. I mean, that's part of it too, is trying to make yourself stand out. And you stand out in an email by also tweeting, right? And saying, go check, go check over there. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, after the fact, remember, you also need to be sharing this on social media. So when you share it and you're tagging the person, they see that. So the next time they need anything, they're going to go to you because they know you're like there to help them and you share their stuff. Totally. Let's talk how to follow up without being annoying because like, yeah. you know, you send your pitch, whether it's an email and you did the tweet. So you felt like, ah, now I already told them twice and they didn't get back to me. Like, you know, you don't want to be like, hi, did you? Yeah, like, what is the proper way nowadays? Yeah. So I do a couple of things. One, I have an email tracker. I don't even know what it is, but I can tell if you've opened an email and if you've clicked anything in it. So if people have opened it and clicked it, I'm going to assume they're not interested. However, I can also assume that I'm sitting in their inbox and they're going to get to me later. So maybe they just need a little nudge. Totally. Like, hey, I, <laughs> they are interested because they did check you out. Yeah. Or if it's if they didn't open it at all, then I know I need to follow up. And, you know, maybe I could even ding them on social media. But I think it's important if you are pitching, you do have to make it timely. So your pitch should mm -hmm. essentially, again, this doesn't include podcasts because podcasts are very like expertise related. So they may not expire. And podcasts, you know, like you record a podcast, it doesn't air for another three months type of thing. Podcasts are a little different. But most other forms of media, it has to be timely. So if I send a pitch today in one month, it should be irrelevant. Like it should expire. Like news has to be new. So you probably want to follow up, I would say, two to three times. I suggest once a week. And then after that, I would move on to the next. Just because it's probably dated. And if it's not dated, it should be. And if it's not dated, maybe that's why you're not getting coverage. Because you're not giving the media a reason to do this story right now. So smart. Let's shift to podcast a little bit now. Okay. Like a lot of my audience, obviously, they listen to podcasts. 
we talk about pitching yourself on podcasts. And, you know, I've done an episode called Your Signature Talk where it's, you know, I've encouraged people to map out what their expertise is, right? And that is something that they go back to, to talk about on podcasts and even creating their podcast one sheet. So, you know, they're pretty well versed and ready. So what is like, one of, just give us one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're pitching podcasts, because we're actively out there doing that now. Yeah. So I already mentioned, try to be as specific as you can be. Make your pitch short and sweet. And just get right to it unless like, I do this, I'm this, I, 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 and more like, Mm -hmm. I think your audience would benefit from this. And these are the tangible takeaways that they will have after they hear me talk about X, Y, Z. I always add at the bottom that I'm going to share it on social media and my email list and my website with a backlink. And then I also say, I've also appeared on this podcast, this podcast, EO Fire, Smart Passive Income, Boss Babe, and then I hyperlink to the episode. Because what that does is it gives you credibility. They're like, oh, well, if they've been on these podcasts, then clearly, you know, oh, they're going to be great on this podcast type of thing. So I would do that. And I would also, again, I said, keep it short and sweet. I think that's about it. And then with following up without being annoying, don't just do <laughs> like, the once a week, just following up type of thing. See if you can add value in the follow-up. So what has happened in your industry in the last week that you can speak to? What have you done that you can speak to? What has this podcast host done or said in the last week that you could speak to in your follow-up? And then you just want to do that. So with podcasts, I usually just follow up once. Because I think if, when you follow up twice, then you're at th- your three emails in. And if you see their opening, they're probably not interested. So I would just move on to the next podcast because there's a lot of podcasts. And then after you have pitched a whole bunch for a while, think of some new ideas and some new talking mm-hmm. points. And then, you know, go back up to your list and your spreadsheet and start over with those new ideas. Awesome. You know, That's a good segue into, I know that you have a course that is DIYing your publicity a bit, like with your guidance. So, you know, that's really what this podcast pitching is. It's really Mm -hmm. DIYing it for yourself. And I love this type of streamlining that you have in your business. You know, you've got your done for you clients who are a higher, higher touch type of thing. And then you have your DIY version in a course format. So I think that's really smart. And I always encourage people to streamline because it gives them, they're kind of, you're still talking about the same thing, whatever level that you're communicating that at. So um, tell us a little bit about your course, how it works, what's going on in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly, like it kind of just happened by accident because, you know, I have my agency And a lot of people were sending me messages on Instagram like, hey, I want this, but I don't have the budget for it. So then I was like, why don't I just tell you what to do? And then you do it. And they're like, okay. (laughs) And then I started doing that and it was working. And people were like, oh my gosh, this works. I'm in Forbes. I'm here. I'm there. I'm in a book. Like one of them was in Inc. Magazine and then an author of a best-selling book saw it and mentioned her in his book. So I was like, okay, like it's just crazy how it can snowball and turn into so many things. So yeah, so it's called the Media Mentoring Program and it's totally do it yourself. My favorite part, honestly, of the course is the Facebook group because I'm in there almost every day posting opportunities that my friends in the media are working on. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is like, gold. People don't even think of it like that. Like it's like they think of the course and the modules, but it's like, no, in the Facebook group every day, just check in because it's like, you know, Sandra's working on this. She needs a source for this. Here's her email. Here's the deadline. Like I'm doing that every day. So I think I honestly know one person who bought the course just for the Facebook group. I'm like, hey, whatever works. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because amazing. I like that. Like, I I just don't think I could buy a course where I don't have access to the creator to ask questions. So I like that part of it. And then there's also like a VIP version where we will work with you. Like if you send us your pitch, we'll review it for you. We'll make introductions to people we know. We'll get on calls with you a couple times a month. So it's just like a little extra help, a little extra money. And then, you know, there's the totally done for you service, but those are for larger, larger businesses because those monthly retainers start at $5,000 a month. So those are totally. And, you know, what I tell my clients, too, when it comes to something like that, there's a ramp up period, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so your business has to get to know them, has to figure out what are the right outlets and start getting the pitches. Plus, you know, one thing we didn't mention is that even though we're talking about being timely, sometimes things don't come out for a couple months down the line. They might be working on something now, but it actually doesn't air or actually doesn't hit the page for a little bit of time frame. So, you know, people have to put that into their timeline and also their budget. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like when Oprah does her favorite things, she's done with that by August. You don't. I see was going to say, right? yeah, you don't see it till December, but she's already like, if you want to pitch her something in August for that, like you're too late. So yeah, Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody has a different timeline for sure. You're literally pitching that in December for the next, for the next year, (laughs) for the next year, how that goes for sure. sure. But those are things to think about because I think, you know, people think of things being immediate or they see something and they're like, oh, that's going to, I'll go for that too. But it's also that uh, that's part of getting into the world of the journalist that you're going after is understanding what their timeframes are. And sometimes even I've seen people put out on social media, like, Hey, I'm looking for this, or I'm working on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so also following your journalist can help you in that way. If they're working on a story or things like that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's why, like, I'm very different from a lot of other people in PR or PR agencies, just because I look at everything from the eyes of a journalist, because that's my background. Like I didn't go to school for PR. I was in the newsroom doing the stories, getting pitched by these people all day, every day. So I really approach everything like, okay, if I was in a newsroom, then how would I want to be pitched? What would I need Mm -hmm. from this story to actually cover it? And most of my team, they come from newsrooms as well. So that's really how we approach things. And that's why I think we're like no press releases or long, boring and promotional. This is how you reach out to people. Totally. This is what, you know, so we definitely have a unique take on things. So let's just go back to the no press releases piece. Yeah. So we're kind of just swapping out pitch for press release now. Yeah. And press releases are long and boring, but like, so give us a quick, like, Intro customized body and conclusion. Is it as simple as one, two, three, where you're keeping those pitches short and really concise? I mean, I can even offer, I mean, I, I share pitches that led to coverage. So like if you go to podcastclout.com slash Pat, I give you the exact pitch that I sent to Pat Flynn to get on his podcast. In my masterclass at earnmedianow.com, 
I share the exact pitch I sent to CNN to get Amy Porterfield booked. Like, I don't hide anything. I don't keep anything close to the vest. So like, if you want to see the exact pitch word for word, which I think is better than a template or me saying, do this, that, and the other, you can get it. Like, send me a message. Like, what do you want to see? I'll send you the pitch word for word. That's awesome. And we'll link to those in the show notes just so that people can uh, follow up and find an easy way as well to go to them. And that's really interesting because that's always like the mystery, right? Like what's in the pitch? And what it doesn't need say? to be a freaking mystery. Like I don't understand. Like people are so secretive about like they're like, oh, well, somebody's going to take it. OK, good. Let them take it and use it. Then they'll get coverage. That doesn't take anything away from you. But it's not also the pitch. It's what's behind the pitch. Yeah. That's getting the coverage, too. So. You have to back it up, That's what you're true. putting like, out there. If I get a pitch, I'll give you an example. of I got a great pitch, and it was from somebody who wanted to be on my podcast. I forget what the topic was, but I was like, this is great. So I booked them. And then two times I got emails from, I don't know if it was their publicist or whoever it was. It wasn't the actual person. They were like, oh, well, this person has a book coming out this day. So if you could talk about the book, this is what it's called, blah, blah, blah. Next email. Could you release your episode around this day? Because this is when the book's coming out. I said, screw you. I'm canceling. Like, this would have been a great interview. She could have talked about everything in the book. She could have dropped the name of the book and when it was coming out and all of these things. But because you're acting like like I am your advertiser and it is my job to promote her book, like, no, you're annoying me. So you're not doing it. So like her publicist worked against her. Right. And it's that idea of make it easy, right? Because not only do you have a podcast, you have an agency, you have a course, you have private clients, you're, you know, all of these things, you're pitching yourself as well. Like make it easy for the person. I mean, that's what I always appreciate when I get pitches as well. When someone makes it so clear and easy where I can look in and say, oh, there's one. And it was interesting because I one time got a pitch for someone who I thought they had the right skill set that I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to apply it in a very special way. So I replied to them and said, hey, can we talk about this in this vein? And they were like, oh yeah, I could totally go off on that. And I was like, all right, you said the right thing. And then you tailored it to what I wanted to talk about, because I don't want you to do the same exact thing you've done everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, my audience is interested in this. And, you know, being very in touch with your audience. I was like, they want to know that if we could do that, this one will be a hit, right? Yeah. You definitely have to be flexible because again, totally, this isn't your platform. You don't own this media outlet. So like you are at the mercy of this other person and just be grateful that they're giving you the opportunity. Totally. And you have a masterclass. Tell us where people can find the masterclass to follow up with you. Take a little bit more. Tell us what's inside of the masterclass. Yeah. So I am, I I mean, I really like it because I just share so much shit in it, honestly. And I do, I have a a live one coming up on April 27th where I do live coaching on it too. So any questions I'll answer, but then you can always see uh, the latest replay of the one that I do at earnmedianow.com. And I just kind of walk through the five simple steps that you need to take to get featured in the media. And I share real life examples. I get into specifics of how this dietitian did it, how this restaurant did it, how this real estate agent did it, how this product 
business owner did it, how this service provider did it. So it's like I just get into super specifics of how all these people did it. And then it gives people ideas and I give them all the tools Mm -hmm. and resources. It's a lot in an hour for sure. But again, like I'll give you links to all of the resources and then you can, you know, do whatever you want to do on your own time after that. And I love that teaching through the example of others because that just like That's lights what you lands. up. That, yeah. That I don't really like the generic like, shit. Like give me right, the specifics right. because we've <laughs> all heard the generic shit a million times. Totally, totally. And, you know, then you can really get your brain thinking like, how could that work for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big on following other industries and then applying that to your own industry because that's how you can do different things. You're like, that works over there. I could just twist that idea and make it work over here. So love that. Well, Christina, thank you so much for being here today. It was enlightening, amazing, and real talk about how people can get themselves out in the media. So I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm definitely sharing this and, uh, We will um, have everything in the show notes, links to your masterclass, links to your course, where everyone can find you. And I really want to thank you for your time today. Perfect. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun chatting with you. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.